Today, the gospel text is from Luke 1, verses 26 through 38, where it says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Today's story is one that we're all familiar with. And when we're familiar with something, sometimes we just tend to overlook it because we know it. But let's really look at what happened in today's text, where a young girl named Mary has an angel appear to her, and this angel tells her, this unmarried girl, guess what? You're going to be pregnant soon, and you're going to give birth to a baby boy who happens to be God's son, who happens to be the promised king. And when the angel is finished speaking, Mary's response is, let it be with me according to your word. I mean, think about that. Mary had to have known that this was going to be a scandal. An unmarried girl getting pregnant. Even if she told everyone the truth, who would actually believe her? In the next passage, it actually says that Mary left town for about three months to go stay with Elizabeth. And it doesn't say why, but probably to let some things calm down some after word got out of the pregnancy. I mean, it it couldn't have been easy what Mary went through. And we don't know what Mary was thinking as the angel spoke to her. But this young girl who had an angel appear to her and speak of what was going to happen, she chose in today's passage to surrender her life to what God had planned. And of course, Mary grew up in a culture 
where the story of God's promise had been passed down. They knew this promise, and it had been passed down from generation to generation of this promised king that God said would come to save his people. And and when Mary chose to surrender her life that day, she chose to claim that promise. But surrendering isn't easy because surrendering requires trust. And surrendering, by definition, means that you stop resisting and actually submit yourself and your life to the authority of someone else. Surrendering, when you think about it, is actually a little scary, even when it comes to surrendering to God. Because if we're being honest, sometimes it is hard to trust God. And there are these questions and doubts that all of us will have that can hold us back at times. And sometimes it it can feel like all we do is wait. Wait for an answer, wait for direction, wait for God to show up. I mean, the Israelite people, by the time that this promise had been handed down to Mary's generation... I'm sure many of them were tired and had given up. They had waited so long. Of course, the the king that they expected was a warrior. They expected someone who would come in and take control and crush Rome so that the Jewish people could be in charge. That's what they expected. But instead... They got a baby boy who was born in a stable manger. He was born and laid in a feeding trough for animals. From beginning to end, Jesus was nothing that the Jewish people expected of this promised king. If we're being honest, when we stop to think about certain parts of it today... It's even unexpected to us. It doesn't make sense at times. How God chose to speak to us and to reveal himself to us in and through Jesus. How God chose to let us know that we have been found, that we are known and that we are loved by the creator of the universe who chooses to be anything but indifferent to us. It doesn't make sense because just two weeks ago, we remembered in Genesis 3 the story of how sin entered our world. But we don't have to look at scripture to know how broken our world is. We can look inside ourselves, we can look at our world, And we know the reality of sin. The reality of sin that makes us feel like we have to hide from God because all we can do is disappoint him. And God spoke to his people time and time again. But really, when Jesus came, 
And Jesus came as an infant and grew up. That's when we knew the truth that God knows our sin. That God loves us so deeply, he couldn't keep himself from us. That's when we realize that, that God's always going to stand there calling our names. In Jesus, we know the reality that God knows us and he knows the reality of sin. But God's going to offer us forgiveness and grace and love. That God is going to offer us a relationship with him that can transform everything. A relationship where we get to know God where we don't have to be afraid to come out and to show our scars and to show our brokenness, to come out and experience healing. Jesus changed so much when he came in how we think about sin and our own brokenness. But, God, but Jesus didn't just change how we think about our relationship with God. He also changed how we think about our relationship with one another. Because just last week, we were in Genesis 12, where God made a promise to Abraham and his descendants. And that's us. That when we choose to surrender and trust God, where God calls us, that God will bless us. That God's love will be revealed to us. But then there is the so that, that God loves to throw in so often. Where God reminded us that he will bless us so that we can bless others. Because God's blessings and love and good news is, is never meant for us to keep to ourselves. But at the same time, we can often be scared to share our blessings and to share our love because we're scared of getting hurt or we're scared of running out. But when Jesus came, he showed us what it meant to love. And he showed us the truth that when we take that step to share our blessings and to share God's love, that we experience the deep truth that God's love is never going to run out. That it only grows greater when it is shared. That it's when we share with one another that we experience just how great our God is. God really does love do the unexpected and to call us to sometimes do unexpected things. And one of the most unexpected ways that God chose to speak to us was in Jesus, was in going to this young girl named Mary and inviting her to take part in fulfilling his promise inviting her to surrender and trust him, to give birth to a baby boy who would grow into a man, 
to show us, even still here today, that we never have to worry about being lost. That we don't have to hide anymore. That we don't have to let our sin hold us back out of shame or fear. Jesus showed us by coming to this earth that, that we have been found. That God has come to us. We don't, we don't have to do anything but meet him and encounter him and enter into a relationship with him that can change everything. Being found is is a powerful thing when you think about it, about what happens when you feel like you have found a place, when you have found a community. You feel like you're home, like you belong. And that's what, what Jesus came to let us know, that, that God's home is with us, that we don't have to, that we don't have to wander. Found, known, loved. Those are three powerful words when we actually take the time to think about them. Words that define this season of Advent. That God came to let us know that we have been found. That that we are loved. That we are known in our brokenness, in our sin, that we are known and that... God enjoys knowing us. They're words that define how God relates to us and how God invites us to not just be known and found and loved, but to actually find God and to know God ourselves and to love God. And these are words we are going to claim here in intersection. They are words that we are going to claim with how we worship. That in how we worship, whether it's in our hearts or with how loudly we sing or how we are aware of God's presence, that we know that this is a place in our worship where we can find God and know him and love him better. And that this will be a place where we remember who we are. That we will never be nameless. That we are never too far gone. That this is a place where we can come and know who we are. That we know our worth. And that this will be a place where this community lives into these words. Where we make sure that that everyone here knows what it's like to be found by fellow believers. That we know what it is like to be known. 
to be supported in our lives, to be challenged to never take our faith lightly. A place where we can come with our brokenness and know that it's okay. And this is a place where we know that we are loved, that we will be prayed for, that when we are not here, that we are missed, that our presence is still felt. God came to us. This is our reality as Christians. This is what Advent and Christmas is about. This is something that we get to cherish. But it's also something that we have to be challenged to live out each and every day. And again, the best place for us to start is right here with one another. Where it's all of us trying together. Where it's all of us walking on this faith journey together. And finding people who will walk with us, people who will wait with us when we need to just pause. It starts here. And it goes with us. Found, known, loved. The words that we never want us to forget. And we never want them to just be words that we say, but words that we live into. But first, to really claim these words, we need to be willing to trust God. We need to be willing to surrender, to choose to surrender our lives each day. After every mistake that we make, get up again and choose to surrender. Choose to follow after a God who came to us so that we may name him as God with us, Emmanuel. A God who came as an infant and died on a cross. A God who was willing to experience the pain of death so that death might be conquered and so that we don't ever have to worry and so that we might know just who we are. The question is, will we take the time to cherish the fact that our Savior has come, that we have been found, that we are known, that we are loved. And will we choose to trust God enough to be a part of this community, to be found here, to be known here, to be loved here? 
And will we offer that to others? In these closing moments of worship today, that's what I want us to all think about. How we can help others be found, known, and loved. And also, think about how we can find God and know God and love God better. How we can claim these words, not just here, but in our very lives. As the offering baskets are passed in a few minutes, I invite you to drop in your attendance sheets for offering. But then as the band comes and leads us in a final song, I just invite us all to take that song and to listen to the words, to sing the words, to come and pray if you feel led, or to come and join this faith family. However it is that you need to be found, known, and loved today, to remember who you are and what God has done, I invite us all to take this time. Let us pray. Lord, you love to, to the unexpected, to keep us on our toes at times and to challenge us, which isn't always easy. But Lord, help us to, to make the time to remember our identity in you to make the time to, to live out who you have called us to be. Help us to trust you so that each day we may seek to surrender our lives to you. Because we know that you're with us. And that's worth it. That you came and that you know us, that you love us, that we will never be lost again. May we be found in your love each day and show it to others. It's in your son's name that we pray and through the strength of the Holy Spirit that we ask this to be done.